0: I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 49. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this evening, I am meeting with a dear friend, Kara Beck, from Minnesota, and she and her husband, Dan, have... Been in the throes of child raising for many years, and she can tell you all about it. She and her husband have eight amazing children, and uh, Kira and I have been working together how long would you say?
1: At least 20 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we met in preschool. So, we've been (laughs) friends ever since. Just kidding. But um, Kira and I have. Kind of why, why don't you share a little bit about our relationship, Kara?
1: Well, I would say that it began um, when my oldest, who is now twenty three, was about five years old. Mm-hmm. and it was shortly after um, some event at the church we were at at the time, and a dear woman said to me, "You know, honey, people like you burn out real fast. And just in God's kindness, he happened to offer your conference at that church shortly thereafter. And I was like, you know, I I have four children under the age of five, and I'm teaching the oldest to read, and she's crying a lot. And that's just not what I envisioned in my process of learning about homeschooling and researching Um, how we would choose to educate our kids and so is just a a timely appointment from the Lord at that time and so I came to the conference and you were like oh I offer counseling and mentoring or I think at that time it was really just more like hey you can call me to get consulting on how to do all this and I was like sign me up so I went yeah I called yes (laughs) and we've been friends ever since and um and in the past few
0: years we've kind of moved out of just talking about homeschooling mm. and talk about that a little bit
1: yeah um i think that it just became real apparent that as my younger half of the children so i have eight kids as you mentioned ages 23 to 8 and the oldest four children ranging 23 to 18 they they were kind of moving on and i was le- sort of left with these younger not left in a bad way but just <laughs> what remained in our home was four children that really were growing up in a very different time. And the Lord had very clearly convicted me that you know we're all born for such a time as this, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do such a time as this in the constructs of what I had always done yes. and how can I continue to do what I've always done and yet mm. also understand that they have a very different context than, than what my older kids had. Mm. And even what I felt comfortable with, living in and so I really needed much more consistent help and guideposts Mm. along the way on how to do that and navigate that well with dignity and 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 permission for them to exist as they were made by a loving father who had appointed them for this time Mm. so that was really how how that sort of need kind of arose it was I, unfortunately less out of a proactive plan than more of a reactive like yeah. oh my gosh the this house isn't is working yeah. and so I really need more consistent mm-hmm. navigation and voice in my life so yes. that this yoke won't feel heavy Yes, and being that I'm almost 50 with mm-hmm. an 8 year old I was like how do I finish this well yes. with and give them the same the same experience quality. and quality mm-hmm. of life the same lifestyle mm-hmm. Um at least in the sense of its atmosphere, its discipline, its life, as we've all learned in Charlotte Mason, like how, how do I give them that and yet not also make them feel ashamed for being born now versus mm-hmm. a decade earlier yes. when they didn't know such things yes. as smartphones yes, <laughs> and, yes. and a sundry so, other things yeah. that, that, that burden our life at this point. Yeah. So. so we've moved into
0: a life coaching yep. relationship and how is that? helped you or been different or what does that look like?
1: Well, I feel that, um, in all fairness, I feel that for all 20 years, Mm -hmm. it's had, (laughs) had a theme of that because I really needed someone to, um, provide very loving containment Mm. around my, my very robust imagination. (laughs) And so it was like, it was such a kindness of God that gave me a woman who really understood um, the depth of my heart and the, the longings of my heart, and yet also could give me very clear sort of light along the way to mm. stay within. And so I, 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 just, I think that for me that always had been, it's just that now it felt more intentional and yes. in that, and that now this was something I really clearly was having a hard time navigating versus being a young mom and, and ne- needing different navigational, uh, guideposts along the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we meet once a month, and I look forward to it all month. Mm-hmm. And
0: we just talk about whatever you need, and it's mm-hmm. it's something I really really love doing. Um, I think I'm in my sweet spot when I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And um, I was going to ask you. Oh, so Sarah, uh, <laughs> I'm calling you Sarah. Don't ask me who Sarah is, Kara. Um, so today. You told me that you had a real power encounter with the Holy Spirit about something. Do you mm-hmm. want to share that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I was listening to one of your podcasts a few months ago, or even weeks ago, perhaps, and it talked about like the books that are on your bedstand. Mm-hmm. And it was um a book called uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by. Oh, what is his name? Um, <laughs> John Mark Comer. Thank I you. I think it is. Thank you. And um, I, I thought, you know, that, that sounds like a title I could use, like mm-hmm. perhaps even just some of the direction I crave every day is how do I eliminate this sensation of um, hurry. Yes. And I didn't really use that word, but but that's the word he uses, mm-hmm. and it makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense than what I was feeling. Yeah. And um, so I started reading that, and I happen to be – uh, in a place this weekend that I can actually have a little space to read longer than five minutes yes. and not fall asleep. And <laughs> so um, as I was reading it today, it really brought back the passage in Matthew 11, which is which ref- uh, refers to, you know, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. And uh, this man who happens to also be a pastor uh, was referring to like, what do these verses actually mean in the context of the Greek? And he talked about how the yoke of Jesus being placed upon you, how its uh, burden is light and easy. That we ought that it it's really a tool that is given to us uh, in order to help us be more equipped for the mm. life that is the reality of life. So, we verses it being. Uh, you know tools that he you know like that actually more of an indication of i'm in god's will or not in his will because life is easy Mm -hmm. so it's a very different context so what you're saying is it's
0: equipping us for the work that god has called us to do
1: yes and it's providing us actually with the equipment we'll need to do the work he's called us to do wonderful so it was um i think that that just really resonated in my spirit because very early on in my homeschooling, he really, he really, he gave me this other verse that said, "I, I promise to equip you for what I call you to do," yeah. and so it really allowed me to rest in what you were, what you were mentoring me in, mm-hmm. and providing me with, which at the time really didn't feel like enough. It, it mm. felt like inconsistent with what my experience had been in public school, inconsistent with what the world even 20 years ago was saying was adequate. And it, it that, between that promise and your pink sheets mm. and um, conferences and, and also really the limitations coming, becoming quickly aware of my limitations yes. with so many young kids, mm. like you just literally can't get to it all. And and our ongoing conversations and your curriculum provided me with sort of a stable stream Mm -hmm. to get into and just trust that eventually we're going to get to the end. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, it was, it was a conscious choice to get in the stream and submit myself to believing that you had enough experience in front of you and behind you that would assure me that this was eventually going to work. And it was a, it was a rest. It was like a physical, outworking of this passage in Matthew 11 that said like my rhythms of grace are actually rest it, it it was a place of like getting I think in Minnesota we do like these inner tube trips down the river yeah and you don't go very fast like you're <laughs> sitting in this inner tube and you're kind of in it and and I I literally made a conscious decision to submit to this would to, to believing in you yes. that it would work and and it became a lifestyle not just a choice on how to educate Mm. yeah and do you feel like two of your boys are in college right Mm -hmm. now so do you feel
0: that the method that you used with them was fruitful was successful
1: absolutely oh yeah It, it it did exceedingly more than I could ask or hope yeah wow yeah. And we, we actually have followed your system all through high school. Yes. So not just through uh, elementary school or through middle school, which is, it, and it's a personal choice or a pers- personal conviction. But for me, I, I just really, it resonated with, I think my own longings in my heart as well. But I, I really committed to, this is good and good enough all, all through the journey, not just simply to through, the, through the baby years. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Do you ever wonder if the modern homeschool movement has lost its moorings? How do we get the results with our families that were common in the early days of the homeschool movement? On February 13th, I will present a live webinar called Returning to our roots of greatness. I will be sharing the secrets of the founders of the homeschool movement and calling us back to our early years of greatness. We will start at 9.30 Central Time and end at 2.30. You will have the ability to replay the webinar for two weeks after the live experience. The afternoon will contain a panel discussion with experienced homeschooling families that will be able to field the questions that you send in. Those who are registered will also receive access to a never-before-offered exclusive discount to my full online course, All About Homeschool. Register in the show notes below or on our webpage. I look forward to fellowshipping with you on February 13th yes and do, are the boys getting good feedback in college like wow you're not an idiot like you're well educated or you're thoughtful person or tell me about like and their engagement with learning how do they feel about it
1: yeah I definitely I mean um they they would both say that um well they happen to both be at christian private schools and uh honors programs Mm -hmm. where they're both doing great great books so they're Mm -hmm. reading great literature and it's a socratic method so they're sitting around discussing these things and they would both and i and i honor this and that like they had a lot of courage to say i had a lot to learn like I, I am so thankful that I could come and hear a lot of different perspectives and grow with this group of people. But they also were so equipped in the fact that that was okay mm-hmm. and that they had been taught how to think. Mm-hmm. And I never bothered them in the books in, in demanding something ref- from them. You didn't do them. book reports? No book reports. What? <laughs> we've never done a test except for in a, a Matthew C which was the test that they've provided. Yeah. Uh, we've never done... Most things actually, um, and so it in in the sense of what would be a busy traditional or, or busy yeah. busy work yeah. um and yeah they they definitely they 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 recognized that most kids that they were encountering really needed the teacher to tell them how to do and what, how to learn and how to learn mm-hmm. what was expected, how to get this, how to get that. And they would find themselves actually I think a bit frustrated in that well mm-hmm. well, can't you just figure it out? <laughs> like Did you Didn't you learn that Didn't she learn that? Or even full? just like he said it. He said that in the in the syllabus, just read it and and just go do that. Like and trust that you can do that. It was kind of more they had a different sense of of confidence and self because I think their life hadn't been relegated to uh getting a and grade.
0: A, or spoon uh, they yeah. hadn't been spoon fed, they they had owned their own education, yeah.
1: yeah, and they were allowed the permission to engage the same material in the, in the constructs of themselves, their own self, and mm-hmm. how they were working out their salvation wow. and and their connection and relationship to the to the work. Mm-hmm. They um, so each of them has has approached that and come away from those different things that we've offered them differently. It's kind of like a feast. Like if you prepare a feast and and a table of a variety of food, Mm -hmm. not everybody pulls the same thing to their table or to their plate. Yes. Not everyone enjoys the same portion of that meal. Like even though they might eat all the same things, they're not gleaning from it or tasting from it the exact same elements of that dish. So it's the same thing. And I think that with that, they were able to go into their higher education with a greater... Uh, capacity to to hold diversity and difference, and how everyone would come to that to that piece of work that they were reading differently, um, differently. because they learned
0: they had a custom made suit
1: as mm-hmm. they were growing up yep.
0: academically. Yeah. So even how you educated one of your boys was different with how. Oh. Yeah.
1: For sure, hundred yes. percent. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, you yeah. didn't. Hundred percent. Like I. And, and this is what I really love about your method is that you, it's really like being given a spine of a book and the cover. So you kind of have this like very sweet approach to the beginning years, which is the front cover. And then there's a spine in sort of that very tender middle school age. And then the back cover is also this other thing that is is harder to grasp because of just their... They come online abstract in their thinking. They engage this, their own life perspective differently. So you're not quite as much in the front of it mm-hmm. as you are in the support position. Mm-hmm. But in the middle are all these beautiful blank pages that might provide you with some anchors along the way. But you really are given permission to write, write that how you and the Lord and your husband and your children will best fit into that
0: fit into one. that place
1: yeah kira
0: tell uh a little bit about some of your children haven't quite fit the normal mm-hmm. mold talk mm-hmm. about that
1: yeah um i would say even the kids that have gone to college don't really fit that that mold um as specifically like as perhaps others others do even though that's what they wanted and longed for and asked for um but yeah my oldest child uh, she, it's a girl she's 23 and She's about two weeks away from moving to New York City um, and uh, to to uh, to do an internship she's an and she's an artist. she's been a photographer since she was about fifteen and this method also allowed it allowed her the space and the time while also being a very high level athlete to um, pursue pursue all of these interests and these desires that she had so. Uh, that too is another benefit. And she could really organize her schedule, how she saw fit. So she learned a lot of skills. So she comes back from Bible college in Costa Rica, decides, I think I really wanna go work in this area in Minneapolis because that's where the artists are. And so she writes a resume and at the top of her resume, it's oldest of eight children. She goes to a very high-end restaurant door to door with a paper resume, which mind you was four years ago. So really, I'm not sure anyone did that. Even then, and she goes and she hands us to this very high-end restaurant and like, we'll hire you. If you can live this, you can for sure be a hostess at this restaurant. No experience, which led to a series of events that um, gave her internships and apprenticeships and experience, and she just had a lot of willingness to try. She had not stopped risking mm. and trying, even though it was scary. She just really believed that, um, she could at somehow, somehow. And the, the Lord has just been immensely merciful and, and gracious. And, and yet also she has worked very hard and, and been willing to walk through a lot of different doors. And now, and now here she is. And, and it's been very affirming, I think, especially this last phase of moving, moving into, um, internships at New York where, The four years, five years of experience that she's built, uh, the lady, I hope this is okay, honey, that I'm sharing this. Um, (laughs) The lady said, like, you know, why are you taking this internship? Like, you could get, you could go get a job. And she's like, I just want to learn. I just want to be in the presence of experience and learn. Learn. And and she really has a hunger to just keep learning because learning wasn't relegated to a grade. To school. To school and relegated to, it was just a lifestyle, a lifestyle of learning
0: yeah so and my
1: my fourth child has done the same thing he's, yes so he's talk about the i was just gonna say yeah. talk about the forge yeah so the the fourth child as well he has gone on to uh really developed an interest uh at around mm, probably three four years ago and uh working with steel and working with metal and um, he is now uh, pursuing bladesmithing and blacksmithing at least as a senior and in a senior year and this is the other beautiful thing that as we approach sort of those those older years of high school you can really fashion that sort of senior experience into more of an experiential learning process that is equally as valid and equally as um, if not more so important Mm -hmm. Uh, in their pursuit of what's next for them, yeah. and so this year he's traveling around the U.S. as as the pandemic allows, um, uh, learning from other masters in the trade, and and it it isn't with the hope that that now saith the Lord, like the law of the Medes and Persians, that you are now a bladesmith or a blacksmith. It's just more about again building the muscles of a lifestyle of learning that this is honorable and good to always be in the process of curiosity that what does the Lord have for me next Mm. that's really been the goal yeah (laughs) versus an end place right yeah so any other unique children? I know they're all
0: unique. Okay. Yeah, they're all very
1: unique. Like, um, my oldest is a senior my oldest boy mm. is a senior in a l in a lovely program in just outside of Portland called George Fox. Yeah. And uh he's been in their honors program and um has majored in economics and, and Spanish, is fluent in Spanish and is uh seeking to go on to travel and uh, just it, it literally has become a passionate learner of language and economics in other countries, and so he just kind of wants to go and experience that. And it's exciting to see where he'll land. It's, mm. He's a senior this year, mm. so and even their resiliency um, through a pandemic. And and my other son is a, a sophomore at Biola, and he's a film student in their film program as well as in their Tory honors program and just seeing how their life got uprooted last spring and how they had to come home and their resiliency and their flexibility like they just didn't have that same rigidity or expectation of what school needed to look to like. look like or yes. be in order to be valid and they really made the most of it and, and it wasn't ideal um, that learning on Zoom was not—it was not necessarily an ideal method for each kid, but um, it did—it did really encourage them to still land on the honors list or land well at the end. Um, whether it proved out in grades necessarily wasn't really relevant as much as they had learned something and and had adapted and had been resilient. They knew how to learn? Yeah, yeah, and they knew how to learn and how to how bleed to it. Bleed it bleed out what they could get in the method they were given Mm. they didn't seem resist resistant or restricted by it it was just limiting that's it so as you look
0: back you've you've got some major years under your belt what are some of the best memories what are the things that make you smile
1: oh probably the things we still do uh with our younger kids which is um when daddy reads. Oh. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I, I would say it's it's um working together, playing together, and reading together. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. a great
0: plan. Yeah. Talk about your children's work ethic.
1: Um, yeah, they're very, very, very hard workers. It's it's been a high value in our family. Um, so My husband and I are workers, but uh, I would say too, they've, they've been able to articulate that they both love that they are hard workers and yet also, um, they, they know it's important and yet that we're also all learning how to rest adequately Mm -hmm. (laughs) too. So, but, but their work ethic is immense. They, they've learned to be thoughtful, to look for ways to serve. Uh, to look for ways to help to ask good questions on what's next. And, yeah, they're they're very good workers, have a lot of character there. The thing that I noticed
0: about your family uh, when I visited about, I don't know, was it was a year and a half ago, something mm-hmm. like that, is how they cheer for each other. Mm-hmm. It just makes me cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so precious how the littles look up to the bigs and are proud of them mm-hmm. and the bigs are so gracious and patient with the littles yeah and there's just this mutual admiration among your children that is very unusual mm-hmm. there's not I'm sure there's a little sibling rivalry I know yeah. they're not perfect but but from what I saw it was just like how do you raise children who love each other within the family so well?
1: Hmm. That's a really, really good question. Um, I think that the key has been... I, I, I think that... It, I didn't get to prepare for this question, <laughs> so okay. um, I would just say that it, like off the cuff, I would say that the, the single biggest influencer has been that pil- children were born persons, mm-hmm. which is one of the first um, premises, premises of Charlotte, of Charlotte Mason, Mason. Mm-hmm. and so they have a right to exist mm-hmm. as they were created before time by, by a God who knows what their, what their purpose is on earth. And so we really, really, really fought to preserve that in each kid Mm -hmm. and um, not allow ourselves or each other to um, demand something different. Mm -hmm. And that's made it a harder road Mm -hmm. because when you have eight individuals uh, (laughs) versus uh, while still trying to honor the collective family family. uh, is hard Mm -hmm. because at times it can feel like they're – uh, and I don't want to say like not that interested in each other. It, that's not really the, the, the truth. It's more like. They're so different. They're just they're so different. Yeah. And and work actually was one of our common grounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or water skiing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. downhill skiing now mm-hmm. or um, mowing the lawn because we have a, a large lawn. Yeah. Um but I, I, would, I think that's that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing, and then the other thing that was super and super informative was uh, Edith Schaefer in mm-hmm. what is a family, and she refers to it as a kaleidoscope, yes. and when you think of the um, a kaleidoscope along with a mobile, mm-hmm. like not every um, portion of that mobile has the same weight, the same shape, the same color. Like they off, all offer a different thing to that mobile to keep it balanced and moving and so we just didn't ever there wasn't like a comparison it they might be felt comparison or preference at times for sure but um and that's just an inevitable reality of fallen parents but 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 it's also i think we really strive to have their their self be given permission to exist i love it Well, let's close in prayer. Would you mind praying for Mm -hmm. the families
0: that are listening?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, Mm. Oh, Jesus, uh, you are such a friend of sinners. Oh, Father, you are such a tender, tender dad who leads uh, those with young gently and has mercy on us. And oh, Holy Spirit, thank you that you provide us with uh, both uh, comfort and conviction. May we just lead our own children with that perspective in mind, Father, that we are both comfort and conviction. We are both friend and father and mother, Uh, Lord, you are an immense God who can always and so perfectly work out all things for good and so i just pray for these families that you would uh, assure them that homeschooling can be more than just a choice about education it can actually be a good and beautiful life and that when we approach these things as did jesus in his matthew 11 passage that it is a lifestyle to follow Christ, not just a to-do list. May homeschooling be a reflection of that, that it is, it is a lifestyle, not just a to-do list of things. May you grant them peace in the process. May you grant them assurance that getting into this river of Carol Joyside's methods um, can provi- provide them with the slow and steady, kind and sustainable work of caring well for your children in our education as well as learning as a lifestyle and may you give them peace and hope and confidence while they do so in jesus name we pray mm. amen amen well both karen i have tears coming down our
0: eyes <laughs> right now but it's just so precious to see the fruit of um your faithfulness with your family. The Lord sees it. I don't know if I can finish. Well, anyway, thank you to our listeners for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website caroljoyside.com to subscribe to my weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!